When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Just a note on Miami. Kyle Lowry didn't play this series. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. At all. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, Look, James Harden was a non-factor in the game. He just didn't show up. Basically hasn't shown up since he got to Philly. They're still waiting for him to show up. What is and then you hear Jimmy Butler and what he and all it makes me think, Jay, is they should have never let Jimmy Butler go, right? I think a lot of people are thinking that right now. But the the, the next layer of it, when you look when you, people are playing the blame game, okay, James Harden, get in shape, be better. But what about Doc Rivers? Doc Rivers has a, you know, top 15 coach of all time, but has a long history now of teams with a lot of talent that he coaches collapsing in the playoffs. He's asked the post-game presser about his job security. I don't worry about my job, Howard. I think I do a, a terrific job, and if you don't, then you should write it because I worked my butt off to get this team here. When I first got here, no one picked us to be anywhere. Uh, and again this year, the same thing. So, if that's how anyone feels, write it, and I, I'm going to feel secure about it. Keith, something <laughs> don't smell it. right here, man. <laughs> I you know, say write it. Jay Wright trending last night on Twitter during the game. People trying to post pictures of Doc Rivers' uh, clipboard that looks clean as hell, by the way. Like, there ain't no rub marks on it at they all. It looks like it's brand man. new. They clear, to, man. It's the clear. It, it's the it, clear. It, it, <laughs> No, it could be clear, but at least you see some eraser marks on it. You know what I mean? Something, some smeared, you know, marker marks on it. I'm, I'm just saying it, it don't feel right. It feels like there's being a setup here for Doc to no longer be the coach. Now, look, I know there are troubles. Like, I, I was on the phone with our own Alan Yates last night watching the game. We're both yelling at the TV because all of a sudden Miami's in this um, – this new secret government 2-3 zone that's never been seen before in the NBA. <laughs> and nobody can figure out how to beat a zone. Nobody. I'm like, what is going on? So I'm not saying that there aren't questions around it, but it does feel like Doc defends himself. Like, if y'all don't appreciate me, I get the hell out of here. If I'm Doc, I don't want to be here, y'all. Key, if I'm Doc, I don't want to be in Philly. Do you want to sign James Harden back? Is this a move that I actually approved? Is this something I saw the, the future of our franchise being handed to James Harden? Like, do you want to bring in Daryl Morey? Do you guys not value what I bring here? If you don't, then I think Doc should leave, get to L.A. as soon as possible. Key, I'm out if I'm Doc. You mean, you mean Mike D'Antoni is what you meant. Daryl Morey's already there. Yeah, Daryl Morey, I'm saying Mike D'Antoni. If they want yeah, to bring in Mike D'Antoni, then bring yeah. him in. Yes, that's what I meant. Um, I kind of look at Mike D'Antoni and Daryl Morey as one person, by the way. <laughs> They're attached. Look, look Doc, had, Doc immediately came under scrutiny once they acquired James Harden, right, it became a conversation on whether or not. Well, he became under scrutiny last year when they. No, I know, I know that, but I'm, I'm, I mean, this Dan year. Tony yeah. watch. Dan once, Tony once watch. the Dan Tony watch came because of the Harden 
trade, it became a D'Antoni watch. Now it's like if Doc does, doesn't do this, then he could be fired and do that. And Mike D'Antoni's just sitting around and waiting. It became one of those sort of deals because people are trying to connect the dots with Dura Mori, uh, uh, James Harden, and Mike D'Antoni. But here's what I would say to you as a basketball expert. It doesn't matter who the hell the coach is if James Harden isn't good like that anymore. Mike D'Antoni, all of a sudden, Mike D'Antoni's going to give James Harden a new hamstring? Like, what? what is it? <laughs> no, I'm serious, though, because you tell me his blow-by ain't the same because he's out of shape, he's this, he's that. All of a sudden, he's going to start to be a different player body-wise. All of a sudden, the, the miles that's on his body are going to disappear. Wow, you know what's so interesting? You get a new head coach. You guys see this most playoff career playoff points to never win a championship? Yeah. And and James Harden is way, way up there. Only Carl Malone and Elgin Baylor, who was on the team that won the title but retired earlier in the season. Yeah. Brother Key, listen to this theory. It just popped in my brain. So we talk a lot about here in New York, right, Kevin Durant, it being Kevin Durant's team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at times, like, does Kevin Durant be aggressive and demonstrative as it relates to Kyrie Irving, but his passiveness almost allows Kyrie Irving to make it seem as if it's Kyrie's team to a degree, right? Mm-hmm. Are we kind of seeing something similar happen in Philadelphia? We know it's Joel Embiid's team, mm-hmm. right? But when I hear James Harden at the post-press conference saying, well, you know, I got I to gotta get the ball back. I'm just running offense. It feels like that's a dig at Doc Rivers. And it makes me wonder, Daryl Morey obviously is attached to James Harden. Like, will Joel and B give the okay for Doc Rivers not to be the head coach? Like, will they? Because James Harden is already alluding to that. Like, doesn't that doesn't it feel like that, Key? When James, it feels like that was James Harden taking the shot at Doc. Mm-hmm. You're hearing all this Mike D'Antoni talk. You know that Mike D'Antoni is attached to James Harden. Mm-hmm. But is that what Joel and B wants? And I, but, but if you it, well look it, for the last, I would say about the last four press conferences, maybe five press conferences in defeat. It it seems like both of them, both Harden and Joel, is is kind of poking at Doc in a roundabout way, just leaving breadcrumbs. And as athletes, you know we can sniff that stuff out, Jay, in a heartbeat on who people talking about. And, and Doc Rivers may have a landing spot somewhere else, so he really is feeling it too and really not caring. But if I'm Mike D'Antoni, do I – do I want the job looking at the James Harden this time around versus the one that yes. I had in Houston or even the one that I had as an assistant coach in Brooklyn? There's Is that a, something that I want to do? I know it's a job, but do I want to do that? There's a bigger issue to me that, that Jay just hit on, guys. Um, Joel Embiid, um, his entire career with the Sixers, you know, he was taken third because he was hurt coming out of college. But he was a generational talent, right? He picked up a basketball and, like, a day later was the best player in college basketball when he was healthy, basically, right? We had Bill Self on our show. He said he only been playing basketball for two years. He's a phenom. And then he enters the league, and, you know, Shaq is talking about how much do you really want it? You have to dominate every night. And he does all the things, all the criticisms, you know, Embiid responds to. At no step of the way... Have they ever really respected Embiid as it's being his team? They took his guy, Jimmy Butler, and they shipped him off. Embiid wanted Butler. They shipped him off. That's choosing Ben Simmons, right? Now James Harden's there. If they wind up bringing in Mike D'Antoni and extending James Harden, they are once again, because your point, Jay, is 
Are we sure that Embiid is signing off on getting rid of Doc Rivers or whatever? To me, it doesn't seem like they care very much in Philadelphia about what Embiid wants. I just feel like Joel Embiid is frustrated at voicing his opinion because he's been doing it, and it doesn't feel like it's falling upon deaf ears. So my thing is, what do you do to make Joel Embiid happy? But then at the same time, Key, what do you do with James Harden? Because, look, I don't think James Harden can get enough leverage on the market to get that deal anywhere else. I think he's going to opt in. I think he's going to get his $47 million. If I am the Philadelphia 76ers, I do not give him the bag, man. I no, do not do it. it. He's going to get his money. That's an indictment on Joel Embiid. If they give him the money, then you're saying Joel Embiid, the next four to five years until this man is 37 years old, that's going to be your partner. Yeah, they don't, care. they don't seem to care very much about that's Joel. That's a slap that's in the saying. face of Joel Embiid. They then. don't but, give him say as, like he should have. Going to, he's going to get his money for a number of reasons and factors, though, Jay. You know that. It's, it's, first of all, forget about the opting in at $47 million. Let's focus in on the trade. Everything that you gave up, whether you believe it was a haul or not, you gave up a lot to get him. You're not just going to walk away. On top of that, when there's personal relationships and feelings involved in the organization, it's hard to say no to somebody that you deal with every single day and you have a relationship with them. It's very difficult. That's why they always say in business and it's in business in general, don't get too close to somebody because you're going to have to make tough decisions that can eventually fracture a relationship. What did they give up? Uh, why can't you just walk away from James Harden? You gave up a guy who hasn't played since being traded. You gave up role players and Seth Curry and, and Andre Drummond and a couple picks. What did you really give up to get James you get, Harden? You, you, yeah, I don't let's care. Go, let's walk go backwards, away. Though. Just walk let's away. Go, let's go backwards now, uh, Evan. You said, what did they give up? They gave up a couple picks to start. Sure. Okay? okay. So that's something. Guys that ain't trade nothing. Picks in the NBA they're not going to be, but, but be high not, picks because the Sixers But it doesn't matter. It's still second-rounders. You still gave up. You gave up assets on top of not giving on top of giving up assets. You don't know what you gave up in terms of Ben Simmons, even though he's been hurt and now he's having surgery on his back. We don't know what we gave up there. And yes, you said Drummond and, and Curry. Wow, whoop de do. You still gave up something. Let me let me put for, let me put. For, you gave up all that for what uh, uh, a month and a half of basketball for yeah, somebody. Yeah. Okay, I'm walking away. I'm not. Just because I made a bad investment, I'm not sinking more money into a bad investment. It's like a, a house, man. If I get a money pit, I'm not going to keep sinking more so into the money pit. Hold on, pit. guys. We'll continue this conversation. Evan, I'm sorry I have to produce the show now. We'll continue this conversation <laughs> coming up. I'm going to put myself in James Harden's head. I think I know what he's thinking. Go ahead, Jay. Hot news story. Talking about one of the best business minds in sports. Regardless of how you feel about how he runs things in Dallas, you can't deny the dude is a baller. That three Super Bowl run was legendary, and he turned his parents' small grocery store into an empire worth billions. That's incredible. So when he put millions into a new market valued at $1.7 trillion with a T, it's worth paying attention to. Here's the best part. Now ordinary people like you and me can enter that same market without needing to own a franchise. Check it out. It's called Masterworks. What they're doing is revolutionary which is why they've already gotten 400,000 members on their platform and certify unicorn status. Our listeners get priority access to skip their wait lists. Just go to masterworks.io and use promo code KJM. See important regulation A disclosures at masterworks.io slash CD. That's masterworks.io promo code KJM. Masterworks.io promo code KJM. There's no guarantee of profits in investing includes risk of loss.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Seth Greenberg with us now, giving you the <clears throat> straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. This is Keyshawn J. Bullamax presented by Progressive Insurance, coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Good morning, Coach. Max, what's going on? Notorious PERG, my guy, looking lean and mean out here. Just kind of pump faking my way through life. You're in better shape than James Harden. I am in better shape than James Harden. Anyway. I'm probably more competitive. I would have gotten up more than one shot and a half. I'll tell you what. So this is what I think James Harden's thinking, Coach. I want to bounce it off you. I think Harden's going to opt in. Right? He's going to take the $47 because there's not going to be a thriving market for him right now. And let's just table the relationship with Daryl Morey and with ownership that he has so he may believe he's got $200 million coming in a super max extension. Let's just – because it'll be a good test of how rational Daryl Morey really is. And, okay, so let's just put that aside for a second. I think what James Harden's thinking is I'll opt in and then I'll, I'll get in shape. I'll be fine. I'll stop going out. So I'll get in bed. But like a lot of people, you know, oh, I'll start the diet tomorrow or whatever, you know, or whatever it is in your life you're going to do that. My dad has an expression, procrastinate later, right? Like if you're <laughs> going to put something off, put up. I think he's fooling himself if that's what he's thinking, coach. And, I'll, and I have a sense that, that, that that's what he's thinking. I don't know what he's thinking. I just know that it was an embarrassment yesterday. I, like, James Harden's a good player. He's not that guy. And that's just the way it is. He's not that guy, and he's not that guy in the playoffs, and he hasn't been that guy in the playoffs. I think he's a good player, but there's a difference between being a good player and a winning player in a game that means something, in a series that means something. And, look, nothing against James Harden. I'm sure he's a great dude. I'm just looking at it just as it is. That was an embarrassment yesterday. And, and the Sixers, the, the construction of the Sixers, Sixers, and you can talk about their roster, I do not like their roster. No one talks, Jay Will. 
So I agree with you. I, I said before yesterday, two days ago, that I, I thought they were leaderless. And yeah. I think it's really hard for a big, even though he's as great as Joel Embiid, to be the leader because the leader has to have the ball in his hands yeah. predominantly most of the game. And that's James Harden to me. So that's one thing. But do you think they gave up too much for James Harden? Well, they got James Harden on a deal, basically. So, uh, look, Ben Simmons, you couldn't count on Ben Simmons. That's just the way, that's just the way it is. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, and, and this is before Dal Morey, but you, know, you can't lose Jimmy Butler's of the world. You just can't lose Jimmy Butler's because you can't lose a guy that's fiercely competitive on every single play and expect to win. Like, you put Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid, you got two guys that are fiercely competitive that are going to compete, and they hold a standard to everyone else in the locker room. Like, who coaches the locker room for the Sixers? Like, who coaches – like, you know, you're only as good as your locker room. Like, who coaches the locker room? I, you know, I don't know if they gave up too much. I just – I look at the makeup of this team. The, the one person that plays besides Joel Embiid, who's competitive and he was banged up, his wrist, his – you know, obviously all the injuries, is Tyrese Maxey. Name me another person that really plays with an energy and a joy. I mean, mm. it was embarrassing. You're playing in an elimination game. Like, I know how competitive you are. If you're playing in an elimination game, kid, you're playing in an elimination game, you're going down swinging. Fighting. All right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was no fight, and everyone wants to put it on Doc. You can only play the hand you're dealt. Yeah. And that hand that he was dealt is not a winning, competitive, hard-playing hand. You have a guy that's 32 years old with a 38-year-old body that is not a, a tough, competitive, winning player. You've got a, a young, talented guard in Tyrese Maxey. Uh, you have no bench. You've got a beat-up and bead. Tobias Harris is a nice piece, but he's not a guy that you can count on in terms of, you know, being that guy. He's a nice piece playing off guys. That's not a very good roster. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. I mean, like, Doc can't – there's only so much you can do. And I heard his post-game interview. And, like, I know people want to take shots at him. It's easy to take shots at him. Like, do you think he's going to be here? Well, if he's not going to be in Philly, he's going to be somewhere next year coaching mm-hmm. because he knows what he's doing. And but that roster, and I I don't know Daryl Morey, and he might be the greatest GM in the world. I don't see it. I think he does a great job with the media. He lets everyone know how hard he's working. He does all those things. I mean, I I, I just I don't see it. And I I can't imagine them signing hard into a long term deal. You know what, Coach? Yeah, you 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 talk about and the guys up there sitting with you right now looking at the deal and saying sort of the same thing. But I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I'm looking at it from a Joel Embiid perspective, right? Time is a running out on a guy. You mentioned the many things. You mentioned Doc Rivers and the roster they constructed, which isn't good for what Doc wants to do. You mentioned Harden being old. But I look at it in today's NBA as you follow it, Jay follows it, Max follows These guys get together, and we saw with Jimmy Butler how much praise he had for Joel Embiid, how much he talked about him. When will Joel Embiid be – when is the time going to run out and that frustration going to kick in where he finally says, like a lot of players in the NBA with contracts make decisions that they don't want to be there any longer. When is that going to happen, you think, Coach, if hmm. at all? That's interesting. The process. He is the process. He's he the lone holdover of the process. That whole concept of the process is uh, is almost comical now. Uh, I don't know. That's a question. I don't know Joel Embiid in terms of his DNA. Uh, would he – you know – Ask for a trade. I think he's bought into Philadelphia. I think he's bought into Philadelphia, but eventually he wants to win at the highest level and he wants to win a championship. And yeah, absolutely. See, but if you're watching everybody you trade else, Anthony your peers, Davis for, for think about it. If you're watching all your peers, coach, around you, win championships and do certain things, 
at some point as a player, if they're not doing right by you as an organization, they're wasting your years. I don't care how long your contract is. At some point, you're going to say, man, I can't deal with this. I got to get out of here. Key, hold on, hold on. Do you mean would the Lakers trade AD for Embiid or would the Sixers do that? Either way. The Lakers, you have to think, would send you Anthony Davis and uh, whoever else. <laughs> yeah, like for Embiid, for Joel Embiid, yeah, yeah. in a heartbeat. I, I, don't, I don't think the Sixers want to do that, though. So, yeah, that, like, yeah, he, is the, he is the one core piece of the Sixers, right? Yeah. So, uh, this is why I think if, and I want to get your reaction to this, Seth, if they do fire Doc Rivers and they do bring in and then the Mike D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni, <laughs> and they do sign James Harden, if you're able to, the only, the only way, the only way in hell I see that working is if by God's decision, you're able to find a way to move Tobias Harris. You're probably going to have to give Tobias Harris and some draft picks away to get him off your books. And then you're probably going to have to look at either Matisse Thibel or maybe even Tyrese Maxey going somewhere else in order to get Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill would be the one guy paired with James Harden and Joel Embiid that I would say if you get the right pieces around them, Shot you can makers. win with that team because James Harden cannot be your second best player on a world championship team. He was already the third best player on a team that was bound to get there with Kyrie and KD. So if you had James Harden, Bradley Bill, and Joel Embiid, jo- Bradley Bill with Joel Wait, Embiid. you're giving up Maxi? I'm throwing it out there. I mean, you're going to have to throw I'm it out I'm giving up there. Harden. Like, I want to move on from Harden, not Maxie. Yeah, but, but you just gave Harden an extension. You can't I'm saying move if you're on giving from him it. an extension. If you, if, if they're, I don't think they should do that. If you're doing that, I don't think so you can way. afford Beal if you give Harden an That's extension, why, right? Did you just hear what I say? You have to move Tobias Harris, get him off your books, and also get some other things off your books. You have to move they pieces. Need competitive players. I mean, like, I, I, maybe I'm just too simplistic, and it's the prism I look at the game through in terms of college basketball. They need committed, competitive, tough players. I'm the maturity toughness, competitive players win the NBA. Look at look at the like the, James the, Harden and Ben Simmons. Yeah. Exactly. Oh no. Look, like Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Like look at just look at the, the identity of the teams that are still playing that you believe in and think are good. They're fiercely competitive. All right. They have a toughness and a maturity about them. Yep. All right. Um, they play without ego and there's no drama. There's no drama in Milwaukee. There's no drama in Miami. And they had that little thing, but there's no drama in Miami. They've got an identity and a culture that everyone buys into. Yeah, they sure do. So um, could it be too much change then, Coach? Keep well, changing, keep changing, keep changing? It, could it be that's why you can't build a culture? I mean, you, you mentioned Miami. Spolster's been on that sideline, and Pat Riley's been in that building since I, could, since I was born. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's been forever. You know, and, and so well, – it starts at the top, Key. You know that. Yeah, I mean, Key, yeah. you, think about all the great – organizations you played for all right yeah let me tell you so when you had a great leader at the very top a great leader at the very top everyone else got in line right yes if you have an if at the top or a guy you think you can can manipulate or take advantage of what's going to happen they're going to run through him yeah they're going to get taken advantage of that's the the truth they're just going to take taken advantage of so that would suggest on the sixers you're looking at also doc rivers i know you don't want to blame doc but also doc rivers he's the coach Who's at the very top of the organization? The they're owner. Not, they're, they're not, the owner's at the not, top, yeah, and they well, have a relationship. He has a relationship with James GM, Harden. I get it, but yeah. 
Yeah, I, look, I, I just think that, like, when you have leadership at the top and, the, and there's no nonsense at the top and then you have pieces, like the pieces that the Sixers have, I just – I don't like their roster. Coach? They, they don't have a DNA. Seth, anywhere. this is where it gets really murky real quick, and there's multiple owners of the 76ers, but Michael Rubin and James Harden, their relationship is what makes it really fascinating because mm-hmm. they are the best of friends. Literally, James Harden, Michael Rubin, Meek Mill, they hang out all the time. They're seen everywhere together, and this is where it becomes murky. All right, Coach, can, do you have somewhere to go right now? Can we, can we, can we finagle you? Can we keep you here with us? Yeah, All sure. right, we corral Coach to staying Talk ball. with us. Ah, um, I'm thanking my earth for life. By the way, the Heat are on to the Eastern Conference Finals, Coach. But the other top seed has been pushed to a Game 7 by a great player. Oh! Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. The NBA playoffs are on. ESPN Radio. Playoffs, that is, in English. Tune in tonight as the Bucks host the Celtics, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Seth Greenberg, good enough to stay with us. Suns are in a game seven. I was not surprised Luka came up big. Mavs like, have played well at home. Can What do you think of where they are now? Can Luka take that on the road? Seth, when you see Luka dunk on somebody, though, you know that it's a next-level game. I mean... I, I love Luca more than anything. Luca don't be jumping like that. This game psychologically is on a different level between him and Devin Booker. He's a great game seven player. Think about his success in, in European basketball. He's incredible in closeout games. But he's part LeBron. He's part Larry Bird. Uh, he talks <laughs> smack the whole game. Uh, but I think when he trusts his player, his teammates, I mean, think about yesterday. I thought a big point in the game yesterday as great as Luca was, when he went out for that little bit, Bullock knocked down those two jumpers. And mm. then Dinwiddie knocked down those two jumpers. All of a sudden, those guys were empowered. And then Brunson was aggressive, making Chris Paul defend him. Luke is just a different dude now. I mean, like, he's a different dude. And the defense that the Mavericks are playing, Jason Kidd has not gotten enough credit for what he's done defensively with the Mavs. They are really guarding. It's going to be a fascinating game seven. I, I love Jalen Brunson. Power to you, JB. Get your money that you're going to get. I, I love Spencer Dinwiddie. I've known him since he was at, with the Nets. I know Tim Hardaway Jr. is is hurt, but like every time I watch Luca Seth play this way, I'm like, Lord, can you just give him some other player that so can Jake, step up key and be at that same level so we can talk about this team winning a championship. Now they're still in the hunt to win a championship. They're yeah, right here, they have a legit shot. But key, ultimately, I'm gonna say I, I think if Golden State wins against Memphis tonight, even uh-huh. if the Mavs do win, I think Golden State will be favored in that game, and I still think we will be talking about when it's all said and done, who is that one missing piece that Luka can rely upon game in, game out, that can help this team get over the hump? So get you over. think if they had one more piece, then the Golden State matchup would be different? Like an alpha piece, though, yeah. Key. Like an yeah. alpha piece. Like, I, I mean, it's a random name. I'm not saying it worked, but like, if Bradley Beal were with Luka Doncic, what would yeah, that look like? You can only be on one team. You can't be on the Sixers and the Mavs. I know. That's why I said it's just a random name. <laughs> you, you, you want Bradley Beal on every team. If Zach hey, Levine coach, were with Luka Doncic, what would that look like? Before the show is over, Bradley Beal would be on nine He'll be on everybody's team. <laughs> I'm on my team, too. By the way, when we, saw, when we showed that graphic, we actually cooked the books against Luka there. We said age 23 or younger. Luka's age 22. Put him on the age. How many – like, Luca has done things at an earlier age. The only real players that compare to him at his age are LeBron, Magic. Magic. I mean – Kobe. I, Kobe, I, by the time he was 22, 
Yeah, I guess by the time – I have to go back and look if he was 22, 23, or 24. The dude is but never right. most 30-point playoff games, age 23 – he ain't 23. Do it age no. 22. Nope. <laughs> he, Co- gonna, he ain't going to be 23 till October. Coach, man, yeah, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to worry a little bit uh-huh. about my man Chris Paul and his ability to finally get one. Now we deadlocked at three. We going back to Phoenix, no question about it. But how concerned are you now that Chris, this may be? It's just this is it. I, 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 I have a concern. I tell you, the last three games, Chris Paul. This is it's pretty interesting. Eight points, forty-seven percent for field, seven assists, three point seven turnovers. They're keeping him on his left hand a little bit more, and they're making him guard. Now, look, he could get forty, you know, back home. But look, they've played a lot of games in a short period of time. He's thirty-seven years old. You know, he obviously knows his body, and he's a savant. But if you make him guard on both sides of the floor and you can keep his, him to his left hand as much as possible, and then the job that they did, the Mavs, the job they did on, with Booker, trapping him some on those ball mm-hmm. screens. Like, I, Jason, I'm just telling you, Jason Kidd has done a great job defensively with his team. But Chris Paul, I mean, eventually you can't play that many minutes, that many games at his age. Is this He's two feet tall. tall. He's 100 years it's old. Not, this is what happens when you start getting to this time of the season. Yeah. Regardless of how prolific of an offensive player you are or facilitator, you get targeted defensively. Yeah. Like Draymond Green talked about this with John Morant being on the floor for Memphis. They would target him. They would get him involved in pick and roll actions. And if you switch, I got the matchup I want. So that's what they were doing yeah. with CP3 last night. That's why you saw Luka body his little tail up because CP3 is what, 6'1"? Luka's 6'7", 6'8". 240. And, he, and if you try to double team him off any pick and roll, if they're knocking down threes with – no, Max Kleber and company, that, that's a problem. And 22 turnovers. I mean, I, 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 the Suns were so out of character. I mean, they turned it over 22 times. They didn't compete like they needed to compete on the defensive end. Chris Paul wasn't good. Booker wasn't good. You're not going to win. You're going back to Phoenix. Will you be different? Obviously, I mean. Who are you be, betting on? You'll be different. Who are you betting on that game? The best One game play, series now. You know, like, who's the best player in the series? Luka. Who's the guy that can take over a game? Luca, but, what has but he book, done? Can book, book can, can too. too. Yeah, yeah book but can it's different too. But you know, like to me, I'm almost I'm I'm, I'm leaning towards the Mavs right now. Even uh, though, uh, like at home, this has yeah, been such a been, home road series, right? It, ha- it has been. It ha- it has been. I do like the, the adjustments that they've made on Chris, and I like the adjustment they made on Devin Booker last game, committing a second defender to him, taking away a little of those that space where he can create separation. Uh, those two adjustments have been really, really good from Jason Kidd. I, I think he's done a masterful job. And then, Luca, think about the, the wins versus the losses. The games that Luca has gotten other guys involved, Mavs wins. That's why when you say well, LeBron and Bird, what I see is something like LeBron or Bird plus a Harden. Like a guy who sometimes, when he's not as good as he can be, it's too much high usage for Luca. But remember and when back he's as in good, the day, you know, we always used to always say the same thing about Le- LeBron when LeBron trusted his teammates. Yeah. But I, I, I just think it's I, I think the guy is fascinating. He, no one rushes him. Like Jay Will, you were you were you were the best of the best. You had the ability, no matter how much people pressured you, you were gonna play at your speed, then have your burst when you wanted. Mm-hmm. You're gonna back people off, you can attack mm-hmm. them a second time. Like Luca, he plays there's I don't care what you're doing to him. You're not speeding him up. You're not slowing him down. You're not trapping him. He's looking over to you. He's going to get to the ball to his spot. Oh, Seth. Uh, he, he's like a clinic. This is not a nugget. 
This uh-uh. is a next level. What do we call that back in our college basketball days? Full grown nugget. Full grown or a morsel. Yeah, right? not a morsel. Right? Is a, is a sm- small. Uh, the full okay. grown nugget. Right. Is full grown nugget. Okay. This dude is averaging 39 points in elimination games. Luka Doncic. It's crazy. 39 points in elimination games. It's crazy. Minimum three games. Like, yeah, that's yeah, a full grown. That, that's that's insane. And this will be. We, I, I made this comment on the show multiple games? times. I made this comment multiple times that during this during this series, Devin Booker needs to be the best player on their team. CP3, probably the best closer, leader, sure, yeah. right, facilitator. But you need Devin Booker. Devin Booker's never been in the game seven in the playoffs. So now we get a chance to see at home what player Devin Booker is, especially with him barking back and forth between Luka Doncic. Is yeah. he winning those games? LeBron and Bird are two guys who made teams way better than they ought to have been. Wherever they were, they're t- like Bird Luka got there went from 20 when he was 18. to 60 something. Like, Luka won championships overseas. When he was 18 years old, he was that guy. Right, right. Coach, is Luka the least player you want to see in a game seven? Is he the what? Last player you'd want to see in a game seven. The last guy you'd want to see in a player that you want to see in a game seven. Or the last. Or the last. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's a guy named Giannis that I probably wouldn't want to yeah, see, I in game see Giannis, <laughs> yeah. Giannis in a game seven, especially if he doesn't shoot jumpers. I mean, would, if Giannis does, would shoot, you rather see Luca or Steph Curry in the game seven? Ooh. That's it. Oh, oh Lord, this question Ste- right here. What's the, that's a layup. Oh, <laughs> Not for Steph when Nets. it counts. Not for Steph yes. when it counts, but a layup. I, I, look, there, there are certain guys in the game that define the game. I, I think Luca right now is in a position to become a guy that no one will want to see because he can literally will his team with his size, his strength, his skill, his shot making, his floor game. Uh, and more importantly, like that dude is tough. Yeah. I'm taking Phoenix to win this one at home. You got I, I'm yeah, taking home court. I, I, I think home court game seven, CP three, even though he's been bad the last three games, that game is when Sunday, that, that game is two days? Sunday, man. I want CP three, yeah. so they they, they, which annoys me by the way, with the schedule. It should be it, like, let's do what hockey's doing every other day. That's a huge advantage for Phoenix. Huge two days. Two days. Get, it should be every in. other day. I don't know why he's it waits until Sunday. Where, you know, freeze your whole body. And, I don't know, man. Two days old. Two days older for Chris Paul. I've seen since he turned age thirty-seven. It's been all downhill. Another, he's another, got, another two Evan days. Booker could another bail two days. Two days older on any a little bit. <laughs> Evan's getting close to pulling a Max Kellerman. He's falling off the cliff at age thirty-seven. Listen, I, Chris Paul needs to win this game. Like whether or not he has a big game. I need the Suns to win. I have to see Chris Paul advance. Don't like they don't. Keyshawn J. Willemax, thank you, Coach. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance protects small businesses with affordable coverage options. Quote today at progressivecommercial.com. Huge potential week one matchup between two young quarterbacks next on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Kimberly A. Martin with us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this morning. Hey, Kimberly. What's going on, guys? Y'all always have... You see me, Jay? Okay. Okay. I'm still waiting for the... I'm still waiting for Max to... Nah, get it, not. To, get it to like get it. Why y'all right. playing that though? I'm fine, Jay. You're cool. <laughs> Max, I'm with a grown I'm ass good. man staff. I'm good. Yeah. We're trying I'm to work here, guys. Here guys. J- Jay sees it sometimes. Hey, Jay. Oh, when the spirit moves me sometimes. Get it, yeah. Key. Show him, Key. Key got the oh, 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 do not, do not pop something. Do not pop it and break it. Don't, don't, don't. Key about to tear a back muscle. What is that? No, it's a good thing it's that. Good. Yeah, so you're right. It's a good thing it's a weekend coming up. Uh, put some icy hot on that. Oh, don't worry about it. Get some tequila in me, y'all. Be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Walking the next day with a sore knee. I seen that. Max is like, can we get? Can we get some order in here? Can we? Can we please? It is true. As the host of the show, I have one eye on the clock. Uh, what do we have to do? Sorry, Max. Oh, Sorry, Max. Lord. Fun, please. All right. Here comes Max. I don't want to get scolded by Evan in the commercial break. Hold on, let me just let me just get to the, get to the rundown. It's Keith, been meticulously put quick, together. No, I'm leaving Evan right, alone today. Okay. He's already so, taking. You know, I'm I'm good. I'm Mr. Evan Wilner. I'm Keith, you know? <laughs> government name all out there. Damn. Okay. The full government name. Kimberly. Yes, Kimberly. Max. The schedule is out. Oh, praise the Lord. And. One of the most intriguing matchups mm. are two guys from the same draft class, mm. Justin Fields Ooh. 
and Trey Lance. Yeah, talk about it. What's fascinating to me is out of the draft, it's like Trey Lance is the biggest project. He's going to take the longest to the. And Justin Fields was the guy who seemed to me, at least before all the evaluations started, mm-hmm. to be more ready. But then mm-hmm. all the rumors came out. He goes through his progressions too slow. He, da, 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 da. So it was Fields who fell and Lance who got picked way up high. Mm-hmm. Now we've seen Justin Fields, but in a bad situation, we've barely seen Trey Lance. What do right. you think of the matchup? So I will say I was one of the few people who thought Justin Fields should sit to start the season because he was maybe didn't need as much seasoning as Trey Lance, but he still needed some time. That's what I thought um, heading into last season. But this matchup, if everything goes as expected, I expect to see Trey Lance on the field week one for the 49ers. There's a reason, despite everybody thinking they were going to take Mac Jones, there's a reason the 49ers moved up to take Trey Lance because they saw his ceiling, what he's capable of. And I think this is the year that we're going to see Trey Lance. Now, it is not an easy start for the 49ers. For a young quarterback starting for the first time, this is a very tough slate for him to start the season. Um, But Justin Fields, Trey Lance, two dynamic quarterbacks – Obviously athletic, obviously can make plays, but they still need they, – they're still a work in progress. And I don't think the Bears have done enough <laughs> to, to equip Justin Fields with, with uh, a loaded roster. Unlike Trey Lance, 49ers, they've got a good squad. So I think it's set up nicely for Trey Lance long term, but it'll be a tough sled. Kimberly, who has a higher ceiling? I would say Trey Lance. I would say Trey Lance. Based on all the, the pre-draft evals, like talking to personnel guys heading into the draft – Um, it seemed like everybody wondered how much time Trey Lance would need, but there was no doubt about his ceiling and what he could do. Mm. Justin Fields, you know, that that was one of those, he can be good, it's got to be the right situation, he needs some time. I didn't think Chicago was the best situation for him just because you had the GM and the head coach on the hot seat heading into the season. Is this going to be another changeover? And now we see another head coach, Mm -hmm. another GM, What's their plan? So, so people have to be patient with him, too, because it's not the most ideal situation for him. Yeah, it, 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 you're right, Kimberly. Trey Lance probably does have the higher ceiling, not to say that Justin right. Fields' ceiling is so low. Right, exactly. It's just his may not be as high. Trey Lance has a little bit of that Patrick Mahomes stuff in him where if they get the most out of him, you're going to see a duplicate of Patrick Mahomes where Justin Fields' style is just a little bit different. He has more of a... I don't want to. I don't want to say Lamar Jackson because I think he is probably a better passer of the football right now than Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson was at this time in his career. But kind of on that trajectory, so to speak. But I want to ask you. I want to talk to you a little bit about not only these quarterbacks, Kim, but the schedule came out last night. And I know you was excited, girl, because you got a chance to take a look at it <laughs> and see where you got to dress up and put on those fancy clothes when you go report on those sidelines. Now, how excited were you? Don't be looking at me like that, Auntie. How excited were you, though, when that schedule came out? Well, everybody knows that. I might have heels on in the studio, but everybody knows game day Jays. That's what what I do, comfort over cuteness. Um, I'm excited because finally we've been talking about teams on paper. We're going to be talking about teams on paper till week one hits, but it's nice to see, you know, we can guess. Well, how, how's the seat? Look at that schedule. Ooh, boy, the Chiefs, they got a tough road. It, it's exciting because the NFL never sleeps, but we are so close, so close. Only, what, like 100 days? Like It, just, it felt like Christmas in a, in a weird way for an NFL reporter. 
when, when you look at Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. considering how tough their schedule is, their mm-hmm. first four games, I mean, just I mean, at Dallas, at yep. New Orleans, Green Bay, Kansas City, yep. at home. Yep. What do you think we'll be talking about by the time we're going into week five? Ooh, uh, we'll be talking about, thank goodness they have Tom Brady, because they could be, some people say they could be 0-4. Oh, I, I say it. I didn't say it. But there's a good chance that they could be one in three. What we do know yeah, about the Saints yeah. is that they know how to beat the Bucks in the regular season. They know how to beat Tom Brady. Um, and so when you look at Dal- Dallas is the one where I think they're going to beat Dallas because uh, offensively without Amari Cooper, Mike- Michael Gallup coming back from the ACL. Yeah. Don't know what Dallas is going to look like. But when you got the Saints and you got to me, the QB matchup I want to see the most is Rodgers versus Brady. Because this could be the end, so um, I just think this is a tough slate for for the for the Bucks starting out. Mm-hmm. Pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Don't mm-hmm. let Brady get by you into the Super Bowl again, but not in the regular season, not yet. Thank you, Kimberly Martin. You, as always, a brutal okay, schedule. <laughs> always good to see you, Amy. For a team that must get off to a good start. That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel Eight. I know I'm significantly younger than you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.